Welcome to OLWJ Captivation, the podcast featuring boundless superstars and special guests who will provide information on achieving maximum success. I see boundless as not allowing the, you know, things that get in the way, the roadblocks to stop you. You see it and you go, you know what? This is a challenge. And a challenge doesn't mean I'm going to stop. I'm going to figure out how to get through this, how to move forward. In fact, I kind of couple boundless with resiliency. Special episodes of the podcast will center around concepts related to financial wellness. For everyone deserves a shot at financial freedom. Dollar cost averaging, it allows somebody to systematically invest whether the market is doing, you know, the, the market is up, the market is down, okay? And notice I, I didn't say uh, market good, market bad. I just said if the market is up or the market is down. There is no such thing as good or bad. It's just the market. And here's the thing. When somebody gets that education, right, where when we sit down with them and we're able to explain to that, they don't get scared by the ups or the downs. Thank you for making the decision to tune in to OLWJ Captivation. I am Otis Lewis Wilson Jr. For anyone that might be trying to figure it out, the letters in the title of the podcast represent my name. To learn more about me, visit the website at www.olwjboundless.com. Here, you can also read my blog. Follow me on Instagram at O underscore Wilson underscore Jr. Follow me on Twitter at OLWJ Boundless. Also, you can subscribe to the podcast mailing list. Again, the website address is www.olwjboundless.com. My Boundless superstar on this episode of the podcast is Jay Jones who identifies himself as a serial entrepreneur, a trait that he inherited from his father. Jay worked in corporate America as a stockbroker for 10 years and said he had enough. Over a 20-year span, he has created 17 businesses, ranging from a condom business to a hot sauce business and four more many more in between. Jay has been successful in his ability to mentor others in establishing their businesses. He has done so as an author, curriculum developer, and podcaster. Here is a recorded interview with successful entrepreneur Jay Jones right here on OLWJ Captivation. Jay Jones, entrepreneur and businessman, welcome to this episode of OLWJ Captivation. How are you? I'm good, brother Otis. Thank you so much for inviting me on the the podcast, man. It's a pleasure to have you here. It's a pleasure to have you here. Let's get things started by you telling me all about yourself. Oh, man, I'm I'm, going to give you the abridged version. There's a lot of of layers to peel back, but uh, let me just give you the abridged version. I um. I'm uh, born and raised in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, uh, went the, the, the route, the normal route that most people go to high school, 
uh, graduated college, then entered corporate America. Uh, but on the way, I, I've always had side businesses since I was about nine years old. And my father was an entrepreneur after he left corporate America. And so um, I did about eight, eight and a half, close to nine years in corporate America as a uh, stockbroker, which they used to call us back in the day. Now they're called financial consultants. And I worked at Dean Witter and Merrill Lynch. And subsequent to that, I started my first business and I've started over uh, about 17 different uh, entities and businesses over the 20 plus years that I've been a, a serial entrepreneur. Some successful, uh, you know, some very successful, then others were flops. So uh, I don't call myself a guru. I, I call myself a do-ru. So I do it. <laughs> I don't talk about it. I do it. So, you do it. You do it. Yeah, I, I, I'm like a do -ru. That. I like that. <laughs> What's the definition of a serial entrepreneur? How would you identify that? Uh, serial entrepreneur, I would say, is somebody that has uh, multiple interests. And to speak for uh, myself, I'm the type of person that isn't necessarily in love with a particular business. I actually enjoy building businesses, creating and building businesses. So it doesn't matter. I'm not going to say it doesn't matter at all, but but uh, if it doesn't matter if it's a hot sauce company, if it's a podcast, if it's a, a mortgage business, I just really enjoy Otis putting together, creating and building businesses. So for me, a serial entrepreneur is somebody that's not locked into one specific business or industry per se, but that may have multiple interests and may go into multiple different uh, uh, types of uh, or verticals uh, to be a successful entrepreneur. When you were making the decision to step away from corporate America, what were you thinking about starting in terms of a business? <laughs> All right. So hopefully this is a, a, a I'm going to keep it as PG as possible. So <laughs> the first real business that I started, Otis, uh, was a condom business. And it was a condom company. Uh, my one of my best friends who I went to college with, uh, we had come up with this idea. He actually came up with the idea and it was a condom uh, targeted to African-Americans. And so the name of the condom company was Zulu Condoms, the condom design with the black man in mind and the moniker that uh, was respect and protect. And on the back of our packaging, we had uh, we had statistical data showing the repercussions of unsafe sex in the black community. So we wanted to make it cool. Now, mind you, I was in my my mid 20s at the time. Um, we wanted to make it cool, but we also wanted to attract the younger audience, the high school kids and and, and people of that nature, because at that time in the early 90s, uh, you know, AIDS was really starting to hit the community. And we really wanted to make an impact in that. So the first true business that I started and I left um, uh, Merrill Lynch for was to start a condom company. So, you know, the conversations with my wife, man, if you were a fly on the wall, you, you'd have some good info right there. But, <laughs> but it must have been a business that was successful for you because you left your job. Am I right about that? Well, you know, I took a flyer, to be quite honest. So both uh, myself and my partner uh, worked at Merrill Lynch and I was in the Philadelphia office. He was in uh, an office in Wilmington, Delaware. And I had just gotten to the point, Otis, where I was just 
sick and tired and fed up with corporate America. And I had stashed away some money and, you know, I always tried to be strategic when I do things. And I was actually in the process of getting married. I started the company in January. I think we were in no November of, of uh, one year and I got married the following July. So my wife was my fiance at the time. And so what we saw was 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 an opening in the market. But we saw an opening in the market. And the way that came about was my uh, business partner and one of my best friends was on a plane going to see a client out in Dallas. Actually, he played for the Cowboys. And while he was on the plane, he was reading a magazine and it was an article about a company called Patriot Condoms. And Patriot Condoms was a concept of a young uh, Caucasian guy that started packaging condoms with the red, white, and blue flag so they were nondescript, as opposed to you going in the store, you, you know, you're buying a, a Magnums or whatever you're buying. So they were nondescript. And so my buddy called me uh, when he got back from, from Dallas uh, a couple days later, and he said, hey, man, we need to start a condom company for black folks. And I was like, man, get off, get out of here. And I hung up on him. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, that night, literally about two or three in the morning, I sat straight up in the bed. And it was like, I don't know where this, this, this came from. But I said, Zulu condoms, the condom design with the black man in mind. And I called him at like two in the morning. He was like, man, what's going on? And we started talking. And from that point on, we saw an opening in the market and we just plowed forward, not knowing exactly what to do, but figuring it out as we went along. Mm -hmm. One word that you mentioned in the, you know, uh, conversation here so far that, you know, many of my guests talk about is strategy. In other words, you had a strategy or plan before leaving your job. Talk to me about that strategy a little bit. Yeah. So, um, what that looked like was uh, I always knew from my dad and his experiences that you want to give yourself the best possible chance for success. And in order to do that, you have to plan. And so in terms of having a runway or having some capital put aside so you're not making bad or rash decisions based solely on money. That's what a lot of people do when they start their their businesses. Their decisions are based solely on how can I generate money immediately as opposed to focusing on the foundational principles that they probably need to focus on first. And so that was really the impetus behind the whole concept. So it literally took us about nine months from the initial concept to actually me leaving my job. So while I was still at uh, working, I leveraged my salary and my commissions from my job to help put the, the pieces in place in terms of the fabrication of the packaging, uh, trademarks, and all of the things that we needed to do before we actually started rocking and rolling. So uh, you always want to plan and as much as possible. I know sometimes things happen, especially in climates like this with you know COVID, people losing their job, uh, unfortunately, very quickly without notice. But you always want to be able to transition and make a smooth transition or as smooth as possible in the entrepreneurship. What placed you in a position or at a point where you said, oh, wow, this is a great business. I'm ready to jump into two or three more businesses. <laughs> <laughs> I, th I, th I think uh, 
My wife, if she was on the call, she'd probably say because he's crazy. But <laughs> <laughs> but I think it is um, once you get a taste of that that freedom and being the master of your own destiny, betting on yourself as opposed to relying on somebody else to 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 feed you. Basically, that's what it is. Um, to me, that's something that I, I call freeing. It's it's something that I can't even explain. And not everybody is built like that. So I don't want people to get the notion that, hey, if you're not an entrepreneur, you know, that's bad. Not everybody is built for that. But for me, it's being able to control my own destiny. And you used the word earlier, boundless. OK, mm -hmm. <laughs> you can be boundless. Yes, so sir. nobody's putting a ceiling on what you can or can't do. And I think that really was was the biggest uh, enticement for me. Mm -hmm. Now, your hot sauce, that is mm -hmm. one of the things that I heard you talk about when I started listening to your podcast. I'm like, hot sauce, man, what, <laughs> what is he talking about? Where, where did that come into play? Talk to me about that a little bit. Well, along the way, you know, like I said, I've started about 17 businesses. But along the way, um, I, I do a lot of physical products, brands that I've created, but none of them are consumable. So I started playing around and I always kind of made my own hot sauce. And I you hear this all the time. People will give it to your family and friends. Oh, this tastes good. You need to start, you know, selling this. And I'm like, man, I got too many other things going on. But it just got to the point where I started looking at the usage of hot sauce in the black community. And, and literally, I think we buy close to 80 something percent, high 70s or 80 percent of all the hot sauce in the United States. And I know I'm not the only black manufacturer of hot sauce, but I was like, you know what? Why don't I take this sauce that people really enjoy, something I like to play around with, and see if I can make a business out of it and be the anchor to a brand that is consumable. Mm -hmm. And so as opposed to selling an item one time or one off, just like when you go to the supermarket all the time, you probably have a series of items that you buy every time you go to the supermarket, your pancake mix, be it Aunt Jemima or whatever, your syrup. And so I wanted to get into a product uh, uh, place where I can have consumables and off of that hot sauce is going to come additional products under that brand. So that's really the impetus and also the scale. So it's easier for me if people like the sauce and I'm able to break into these larger big box chains. Now it's just a matter of logistics and fulfillment and making sure that the product meets, you know, meets the, uh, the standards of, of, of my consumers. So that's really the, the impetus behind that. Mm -hmm. Now, based on what we have talked about thus far, uh, one thing I can tell you, you're very courageous. And in talking to people, that's where I guess the fear factor comes into play. Many of us are afraid to take chances. What or why do you think that's the case? Uh, it, it's, it's literally it's fear. It's, it's the, the unknown. So uh, God gives us and, and, and it could, whatever your God is, that's fine. Or if you agnostic or whatever. But for my book, a God gives us the ability to get comfortable we can get comfortable in bad situations and we can get comfortable in good situations. And once you understand that, hey, I'm not going to get a paycheck every two weeks, 
You know, um, you'll get comfortable in being uncomfortable as you start your business. And so it's just like trying anything new. It's not going to come naturally to you right away. But the more that you do it or the more that you practice it, it becomes normal. It becomes comfortable. And like I said, comfortable is you can look at it two ways. Some people are comfortable living in abject poverty, not that they want to be there, but they can be comfortable in that. Other people can be comfortable living in, you know, million dollar mansions. They get accustomed to that. So you can be comfortable slash accustomed to all types of things. So when you're thinking about transitioning from an employee to an entrepreneur, just know that you can be comfortable as an entrepreneur over time. You can get accustomed to that lifestyle. And I think, you know, the fear, the unknown, and we're motivated by two things, Otis, you know, uh, the want of gain and the fear of loss. Mm -hmm. And so those are the two biggest motivating factors. And I think somebody said, and I forgot who said it, uh, change is never made until the pain of staying the same outweighs the pain of change. Mm -hmm. Change is never made until the pain of staying the same, doing what you're already doing, outweighs that uncertainty of making change. And I think when people hit that point, that's when they'll step out on their own. Sounds great. Sounds great. Now, on your podcast, which we'll talk about in more detail, one of the things that you talk about in great detail is establishing businesses, keeping businesses up and running. What are some of the tips that you can offer to people in terms of getting businesses started? In other words, learning about businesses and that type of thing. Um, well, if if you're not a student of entrepreneurship, so if you're just starting a business because you like to do something or you're you're good at something, um, that's where I would start. Um, so, for example, I, I, I use these three things. I always say do something you're good at, uh, do something that you love and do something people will pay you for. And when you can intersect those three, that's your business. Do what you love, do what you're good at, do what people, something people will pay you for. That's really where you need to start. Because um, I talk about the blueprint, so my podcast is Black Entrepreneur Blueprint. And I tell you that one of the most asked questions I get is what type of business should I start? And I tell people, I can't answer that. Everybody's blueprint in the situation is different. It's just like a fingerprint. But those are the three principles I would look at. Do something you love because that makes it easier when there's hard times. Do something you're good at and do something people will pay you for. That's where you need to start. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was talking to Jay before the recording of this podcast and we were talking about the Black Entrepreneur Blueprint and how I introduced myself to this podcast it is awesome it is fantastic Thank talk you. to me about this podcast and how you got it started okay um uh, this th the podcast was actually a uh terrestrial radio show in philadelphia uh in 2000 yeah 2014 so uh, i was on an am station in philadelphia the show was actually called the entrepreneur advantage and the reason it was called that is because the station that I was on, the first station I was on, was predominantly white. 
So, so if I came with Black Entrepreneur Blueprint, that probably wouldn't have gone over too well with, right, uh, you right. know, with the listeners. Mm-hmm. And so um, I moved over to a, uh, a black station. And uh, the problem was they had me on at, at, at night at about 7 p.m. Uh, at night on an a.m. station. If anybody mm-hmm. knows, and I know you know about radio. Yes, sir. So you have to pot down, take down that, that signal at night if you're on AM station. And literally, Otis, it was like me opening up a window and doing my shows, yelling out the window. Because even around, I think the show only hit about 25 uh, miles around the city of Philadelphia at nighttime. And it was like, it was ridiculous. So what I told the, uh, the, the program director was, I said, you know, I'm gonna do this internet radio thing. And they laughed at me. This is 2014. And I'm like, you know, but I, the reach is, is there. Obviously, I don't get the marketing from the station, but that's how Black Entrepreneur Blueprint started. And, and the impetus of the show was everybody used to ask me, because I'm a serial entrepreneur, even as a kid, hey, Jay, how do I start this? How do I do this? How do I do that? And I said, man, if everybody's asking me this information, you know, let me just go out and start sharing this so I can reach a larger audience. And that really was the impetus of the Entrepreneur Advantage, which transformed into Black Entrepreneur Blueprint. Fantastic podcast. And the episodes are released every Monday. Am I correct about that? Every Monday, 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on all your major podcast platforms and YouTube. Awesome. Awesome. And your other businesses, I believe that you oh, are man. an author as well. Right? Give, <laughs> give, give me at least five more because I know that I, I want to talk. There, there's, okay. Let's see, there is the, there is the author, uh, I believe, yeah. that we want to yeah. discuss. I want to discuss real quickly. So let's, let's go okay. there real quickly. Okay. My, my, my latest book out is called A New Black Wall Street, Circulating the Black Dollar Worldwide by Building Successful E-Commerce Businesses. And that book is really a take on what Black Wall Street was, where we currently are, and what it could look like if we pull together. So now with e-commerce so prevalent, the whole uh, foundation of the book is is building and supporting Black-owned e-commerce businesses. So it doesn't have to be a 36-square block in uh, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's, it's worldwide. The technology we have brings the world at our fingertips. And so that's the whole concept by building and supporting black owned businesses and 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 shrinking the world by creating e-commerce businesses where we can literally go and, and, and buy black anytime we want. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And of course, too, on the Internet, we could almost sell in and everything. So that's it's, it. It's, it's wide open to us to do what we need to do. Exactly. Well, I, if I can circle back real quick. So the Black Entrepreneur Blueprint, the podcast is the center of an ecosystem of different products and resources. So uh, as Otis mentioned, I got a lot going on, but I have uh, several online learning academies. I have Black Entrepreneur Blueprint Academy, which is an online academy of a whole bunch of courses for prospective and current entrepreneurs, uh, be it finance, marketing, um, e-commerce, anything you want. So that's Black Entrepreneur Blueprint Academy. I have a brand builder academy, Elite, BBA, Elite.com. So if you want to build a physical products brand like my hot sauce brand or a digital products brand, that's specifically for that. 
And I mentioned, I always mention at the top of my shows, you know, I'm talking about e-commerce. So I created two platforms to help circulate dollars in the worldwide black economy. The first one is BeSmartByBlack.com. So if you're a black product producer and you want to upload your product information to the site, it's free and you can sell your product to black consumers worldwide. And if you're a freelancer, I've created a site, HireBlackFreelancers.com. It's free to upload your information. So if you do anything like on Fiverr.com or Freelancer.com, you can connect with black consumers and black businesses that want to hire black freelancers. So it's just so funny, Otis, when I was writing the book, A New Black Wall Street, I started talking about e-commerce and I'm like, man, I need to not just talk about it. I need to put in place some some resources that will help us complete the task. Now, there are other sites out there that, you know, buy black and stuff like that. But I said, you know what, let me go ahead and create these so I can help complete the ecosystem. So those are some of the things that I'm doing right now. But if uh you want to know what I have coming up in the future? Well, let's let's go. You know what? Let's go back because you know okay. I, I tell you what, man. This this is an interesting conversation because the academies. Mm-hmm. I, I want to discuss those for just a minute. What does mm-hmm. that involve? You know, talk to me about the academies and how does okay. that process actually work? In other words, if I wanted to get involved in mm-hmm. one of the academies, what would I do? Okay, so. The first one, which is a more generic, uh, BEBacademy.com, that has over, I think, 17 or 18 different online courses, tutorials, and resources that will help elevate your entrepreneur IQ. So, for example, if you're a beginner, uh, it has how to start your business, how to form your LLCs or, or your entities. It takes you through marketing. It takes you through financing. It takes you through... Um, e-commerce it there's so many different avenues inside the academy and and the thing that i i did instead of selling the courses you know uh, 2.99 4.99 9.99 i said let's do a win-win situation so you have first of all if you go to bebacademy.com you get five days free access to everything in the academy after that it's only 29 dollars a month so you can cancel at any time you want, but it allows people to go in and and get the content that they need at that time. And all the other resources are there for them. So that's the BEB Academy. Now, I also mentioned Brand Builder Academy Elite, BBAElite.com. And I'm going to give you all one link so you can see all of this because it's a lot to remember. Mm -hmm. But but that is specifically for people that want to build a physical products brand or a digital products brand. And that's actually a 15 week implementation program from ideation to creation of your products all the way to selling on your own websites and all of the other major platforms out there. That's pound for pound. That's probably my most comprehensive course because it takes you from being a baby to coming out the other end. Uh, and you're in a group, too. So you have a group coaching co- uh, component, too. So you're in there with other people and you're able to play off of each other and, and get those synergies and those energies when you're working, not just as an individual, but as a group. So those are uh, those are, are two big things. And the other uh, the other course that I have, uh, which um, is my second book, which is almost done, is called Pinpoint and Monetize Your Genius. And I kind of touched on that. Your genius is the intersection 
of your passion and your talent. The problem is people don't know how to monetize it. And so if most people had their druthers odors, they probably would be doing something that they love, something that they're good at and something people are paying for. The same thing I was talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. And your genius is that intersection of your passion and your talent. And so that is a yeah, that's a universal course. And that's another course that's in there. So the three buckets, big buckets that I have are the, the BEB Academy, Pinpoint Monetize Your Genius and Brand Builder Academy Elite, which is for building brands. And so uh, when my new website drops, uh, my objective is to be the resource for black entrepreneurs all over the world. So I want you to be able to go on the website. Hey, man, I need to find out something about this. It's going to ask you a couple of questions and it's going to direct you to the resources that you need, not the ones I want you to look at, the ones that you need. So if you need help with e-commerce, answer a couple of questions and say, hey, listen to these five podcast episodes, take this course, do this tutorial workshop or whatever. And so I want to be able to help people where they are, meet them where they are. So, um, yeah, man. So those are that's part of the ecosystem that I've created. And, and I, I'll tell you, Otis, I'm not a genius because I, when I started, I didn't even think about an ecosystem. But what I did was I listened to what the BEB family was asking me. Hey, man, I need help with this. Hey, man, how do I do this? And so over the seven years that I've been rocking and rolling, I've been able to uh, create these assets uh, to be able to help and these resources to be able to help entrepreneurs like you and I level up to the next stage. I can also see where all of these courses are true confident builders. Uh, builders. Oh, Would yeah. you say that to be the case? Yes, yes. So one of the things, though, and, and I'm guilty of this, too, it's all about being using the resources. So, you know, I talk about uh, self-initiative, right? So I bought courses and programs that I've never finished, <laughs> right? <laughs> and, uh, and I think a lot of people have. But you have to have the self-initiative to be able, when you invest, to be able to go through, if you're serious about it, and if it makes sense for you, to get to the other side. If you're going to invest money in it, then, hey, you know, use it and, 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 and use the resource to take you to another level. But um, it, you're only going to be as good as what you put into it, man. You know that. And that's with anything. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I'll tell you this. It's, it's truly amazing when you can stay focused, provide good information, and, of course, get a good response. Mm -hmm. What has been the response from individuals who, number one, listen to the podcast and who have taken the courses that you've offered? What have they what has been the response from these individuals? Uh, I've, I've got, you know, and I got to do a better job on the website of putting up some of the more of the testimonials. And I'm, I'm, I, I talk about that all the time. But if you go on um, iTunes, you can look at the, the podcast reviews. I think out of the 500 and something reviews, I got two, two one star reviews. One, somebody was mad because I had said uh, years ago that when I hired a guy, I was like, man, you're not going to be successful in this industry when I own my mortgage business. When you have dreads and our customers are all and I said, you know, you don't have to cut your dreads off. But I said, I'm going to tell you, mm -hmm. you'll you'll make more money if you do. And somebody was like, ah, he's against locks. So they gave me a one star review. And then somebody else said something 
I don't even know something negative, but out right. of 500 something reviews, all five star, I believe, except two. So that, you know, and I don't even ask for reviews on the show, but I, right. that tells you something. With the courses and programs, I just did an episode where uh, one of my students, uh, I had a program for buying and selling domains. And she was just talking about how she literally made $1,700 in, in one month selling a domain. And she never even thought about that concept before. So I have a lot of students that have uh, been successful in these programs. But once again, it's all about what effort you put into it. You know, so I, I, I don't make promises. I said, because if you don't put the work in, it's not magic. Work has to be attached to <laughs> to anything that you do to be successful. I would so. agree. I would agree 100 percent. 100 percent. I would agree with that. With that being said, let me ask you this question. What is your definition of being boundless? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I would say no limitations. And I think a lot of times uh, as as black entrepreneurs who many times we start off in a in a worse or, or less advantageous situation as white entrepreneurs, maybe with lack of capital and resources. But being balanced is, is no limits on what you can do and what you can be and what your business can be. Uh, I think that a lot of times we have to think bigger. I know you got to crawl before you walk, but instead of saying, hey, man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to open this, this corner store over here. How about thinking about let's open a chain of stores, being unlimited, no boundaries. You're only limited by the thoughts that you think. And so I think we need to expand that 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 mental, uh, you know, that 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 mental capacity where anything is possible. OK, so you can always go further. And that's how I would really explain, I guess, boundless. Don't limit yourself. Just keep pushing and, and look, look up one day and see, hey, man, I didn't think I was going to get this far. But start thinking bigger as opposed to smaller. I like that. I like that. Well, Jay, what else would you want to say to the audience before we wrap up, man? What would you want to tell them about anything at all whatsoever on this platform? Okay. Uh, first and foremost, I, I want to thank you for allowing me to share your, your, the platform with your listeners. So uh, I appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much. And I appreciate what you do, man. And um, I want to just say to any prospective uh, or current entrepreneurs out there, um, and like I said, I don't, I don't want to get into religion, but I'm just speaking for myself. Uh, God gives everybody a vision and that vision wasn't meant for anybody else. So don't listen to naysayers, which could be your family members, people closest to you. If you have a vision and a desire to be an entrepreneur, follow that vision, have the the, the intestinal fortitude and wherewithal to understand where that comes from. And then you always have to take action. Take action meaning you can sit there and write a 300-page business plan, which means absolutely nothing. You can throw that and start your fire in the wintertime. It doesn't have to be a 300-page business plan. It could be literally 10 pages, 3 pages. But if you're serious about starting or building a business, the first thing you have to do is take action. OK, don't have paralysis by analysis because you will never truly know what it entails until you do it. 
So I have this little saying that I used to tell my kids. My, my, my daughters are 25 and 22 now. It's six simple letters, three words. To be, do. To be, do. So if you want to be something, you got to do something, right? Yes, sir. And that's what, that's what I'll leave you guys with. To be, do. I like that. Well, Jay, it's been a pleasure to have you on OLWJ Captivation. And I wish you all the best going forward. Thank you, Brother Otis, man. I appreciate you having me on the platform. Uh, definitely, let's stay in touch, man. And anything I can do to help further your platform, let me know. And uh, we'll make sure that we stay linked up, man. I greatly appreciate it, my friend. Take care, okay? And stay blessed. You too, brother. All right. Take care. You too. The end of this episode of OLWJ Captivation has come. For you to become more involved in what I do, visit my website at www.olwjboundless.com. Here you can read my blog or subscribe to the mailing list. Also, follow me on Twitter at OLWJBoundless. Follow me on Instagram at O underscore Wilson underscore Jr. Les Brown once said, it's okay to fail. Because if you land on your back, that means that you can look up and then get up. Until next time, my friends, take care.